0: Havoc podcast may contain content some may find offensive, vulgar, or inappropriate for work or school. All views expressed on this show solely belong to the individual that expressed them. Viewer discretion is advised. hello and welcome to the blur havoc podcast I am your host the clean-cut roguishly handsome Alistair Haken uh, today we're gonna um, we're gonna have a little bit of a retrospective I'm gonna do these every once in a while um, this is a new segment or episode format for season two um, and uh, as you can see from the title we're talking about a rather controversial uh entry in the sonic the hedgehog franchise the spinoff known as shadow the hedgehog or otherwise known as shadow the edgehog um but first uh we're gonna also have a little bit of a different thing going on here we have today um i'm in a bit of a predicament i can't really do a drink of choice right now because i'm about to go to the gym so i can't really drink alcohol before the gym it just it'd be pointless it'll you know it'll inhibit my performance in the gym while also, you know, I'm sweating out all of the good feelings of drinking alcohol. So, um, today we're going to do a cigar of choice. Yes, I smoke cigars. So we're going to do a cigar of choice today. Um, and today we have, I I don't know if any of you smoke cigars, but today we have a Zeno Nicaragua short torpedo single. Um, the reason why I'm going with this one is because it's short, very short smoke, um, Cause I'm trying to leave within the next hour so I should be able to finish this within an hour so has a very wheat like smell Uh, very good wrapper so let's cut it cut it and light it cut it and light it folks nice torpedo shape here and light her up oh hold up there we go yeah, um cigars are really relaxing. Just take a take your time to just smoke one. Take a few hours out of your day and relax. That's if you have a bigger one that is. This isn't a very big one, so this won't take that long to smoke. All right. Hmm, interesting. Very uh, wheaty and grass-like taste. But it could be just very toasted. So we'll wait till it cools down and I'll be able to give you an update. But, um... So we're we're talking about Shadow the Hedgehog today. Or Shadow the Edgehog. As um, he is uh, infamously memed at this point. So, let's give a little bit of a background for people that aren't fans of the Sonic series. Um, so, let me put this in perspective. Shadow the Hedgehog came out in 2005 for the PS2, GameCube, and Xbox. Um, this was around the time Sega had finally just said, we are out of the console race, we're just a software developer now. Um, so, Sega was still trying to kind of like find its footing as just a software developer. Sorry, I'd touch it up a little bit. Um, so, this was the second mainline Sonic game that they had made that was not, you know, on the Dreamcast. Because Sonic Adventure DX and Sonic Adventure 2 Battle were ports of Sonic games from the game, the, not the GameCube, uh, from the Dreamcast to the GameCube. Sonic Heroes was the first Sonic game made that was not on the Dreamcast. Followed by Shadow the Hedgehog. Shadow the Hedgehog was the next mainline Sonic game. After that, even though it's technically a spinoff, it's the next one in the series that follows the main events of this of the storyline started from Sonic Adventure Two. Right. So, why is it called Shadow the Hedgehog? Well, um, if you Google it, you'll see the very infamous image of Shadow holding a holding a pistol, holding a holding that 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 gat. You feel me? you know depending on which image you're looking at he's holding a 1911 or like an MP5 submachine gun or whatever that bazooka weapon is that he has on the cover of the game that isn't actually in the game fun fact um but uh yeah it, as you can imagine it it was a very divisive game because it was a game where Shadow had guns he was in, it was in, he was violent you know he was beating people's asses and stuff and um, he swore. That was the biggest thing, is that he swore. Um, not just him. Sonic, Shadow, Knuckles, Espio, um, the gun commander. There was there were more swear words in this game. And uh, basically, the, the whole premise behind this is that Shadow is trying to find out the secrets of his past. Because in Sonic Adventure 2, in case you didn't know, a little bit of a refresh. Sonic Adventure 2, Shadow supposedly died from after falling from the Space Colony arc right, fell into orbit on Earth and was presumed dead because, he, you know, when you fall from orbit into Earth, you know, you burn up and die. Um, So then he comes back in Sonic Heroes and people are like, "Ah, uh, you died. Why are you here? And he's like, I don't know why I'm here. I have no memory of my past, you know. So Sonic Heroes is just like, I don't know why I'm here. So Shadow the Hedgehog finally shows up to, like, address the secret of Shadow's past and you know, honestly, doesn't really mention how Shadow survived Sonic Adventure 2. Except for, like, a little Easter egg that plays, you know, if you survive eight minutes in the final battle, like, the final, final battle, Eggman will reveal that Shadow, Shadow really did survive the events of Sonic Adventure 2. But, really, it serves as an origin story for Shadow the Hedgehog, explaining how he did, you know, how he was created, why he was created, who created him, yada, yada, yada. But... The thing I really want to talk about today is where this could have went. And and because I'm re- I realized today that I have a lot of thoughts about this game that I didn't even realize. Like I was sitting there today, just sitting in my chair, just going like, why do I have so many thoughts about this game? I have so many different things I want to talk about for this game for some reason. Oh, yeah, that's that's different now that it's not charred very um very weedy light thin almost has like a cracker like taste to it has a little bit of pepper salt and pepper in it very very interesting i got a cup of water here too make sure i got to hydrate before i go to the gym um so uh let's do a little bit of a behind the scenes look at Shadow the hedgehog uh in case you didn't know Shadow the hedgehog is the first sonic game to be rated e10 ages you know everyone 10 and up right which was created in 2005 to be like the pg rating because you know in the srb it was e for everyone which was the g rating and then t for teen which was the pg 13 rating so they created the e10 rating to be the pg rating for video games so shadow the hedgehog was originally developed to be the, the sonic series first teen rated game which means that the things we got in the game were were toned down and censored a little bit in order to be rated E for E for E ten whatever it's called you know, which the ESRB had like a strange fetish for for a hot minute where they just they wanted everything to be rated E ten. Toy Story three was rated E ten for some reason I don't know, but um, yeah. So originally, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the changes involved uh, stuff like the characters swore a little bit more in the teen rated version. Where the character... It, I'll get back to that in a second. We'll, we'll get back to that. So yeah, the character swore a little bit more in the teen-rated version. Um, there were a, vari- a different variety of swear words instead of just damn and hell. Um, nothing crazy. And, you know, I, I, I haven't come across any documents of Shadow saying bitch or something like that. Like, imagine, imagine, going, <laughs> imagine Shadow going around and he's like, Dr. Eggman, I'm going to take you down, you son of a bitch. You know, I think we could we wouldn't be able to handle the edge there. But yeah, so that was one of the changes. They toned down the language. Um, they also toned down the violence. Because in the in the game proper, the gun agents, when you attack them, they don't die. They just lay on the ground. They're like, oh, I'm wounded. And you can revive them if you have like a healing gun or something like that. In the, the teen rated version, you could just straight up kill them. Like they would die. Like hardcore just die, right? And another change was that the Black Arms aliens, um, they bled red blood instead of green blood. Which, technically, there's a descriptor for that for the ESRB. It's called animated blood. If it's green or any color that isn't red, that's considered animated blood. So that should have been on the back of the box. But, you know, because it doesn't fly in the air like regular blood, um, it, they kind of got away with that. (laughs) Um, um. What else? Oh yeah, there was going to be a scene where Maria like legitimately gets shot. Maria Robotnik, a twelve-year-old girl, gets shot in the chest and dies, and that was going to be in the game. There's a there's a CGI cut scene floating around out there that actually shows her like getting shot, or rather, you know, he gun agent draws the gun. Maria looks at Shadow. I don't know what happens in between that, and then you see Maria falling to the ground. Um, that was in the original cut um so it wasn't gonna be anything like you know grand theft auto levels of like crazy shit you know like like when i was a kid <laughs> when i was a kid this game came out and when i was in like sixth grade i believe sixth grade yeah came out in the winter of or this fall of 20 or 2005 when i was a kid the first time to- the first time i saw the image of shadow with a gun i immediately was just like oh my god what is happening I immediately thought they were going hardcore like M-rated mode where like um, they were going to have like Shadow like, you know, cursing and doing drugs. And then like Rouge was going to be naked in a bathtub or something like that. I don't know. Not bathtub, but a hot tub or something like that. Um, so my mind went wild. It's, it's nothing like that, but they definitely were pushing it a little bit more to be more of a mature like storyline. Um, Because I saw one of the beta cutscenes where um, it has Shadow, like, it's one of the CGI cutscenes where Shadow's walking through a a forest and he's rubbing his head and he's having, like, an internal monologue. And I don't know, like, we'll touch on this first. The, The cursing, which is the elephant in the room, right? For some reason, the way that they curse in the game proper, why is my dog doing that? The way they curse in the game proper, it comes across as a little juvenile because instead of like it feeling natural in the dialogue, it feels like they're, you know, they're really trying to show you, oh, these characters are cursing. Shadow said the word damn. Every time he dies, like every time he dies, he says, damn, not here. As if there's an appropriate place to die. As if this is, you know, maybe, like, later down the road, like, two weeks from now, maybe that would be a good place to die? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But, um, but in one of the beta cutscenes, Shadow says, just what the hell is wrong with me? And it sounds, like, naturally as a part of the dialogue. So, like, it feels, like, a bit more natural. It feels like Shadow is actually saying this as, like, you know, a sign of frustration, Rather than you know he's just cursing because we got to earn that E10 rating, um. And there was an instance where Sonic says "hate to piss off Gun" instead of "hate to tick off Gun," which I don't know, man. That sounds weird hearing Sonic swear in, in the game proper. He still swears. He says um, he says "damn," um, I believe it's in Lethal Highway. If you let the if you let the weird alien black arms tank get away um, Sonic will say, damn, they got away, which still sounds weird with Jason Griffith's Sonic, you know? Yeah, that flavor's mellowing a little bit, but, um, uh, what else? But, but I can't help, that cutscene made me realize that I can't help but believe that if this game was given a teen rating and they were allowed to push the boundary a little bit more, the story probably would have, panned out a little bit better. It would have felt a little bit more mature. Not edgy. Because in the game proper it feels edgy. Since the characters say, damn it, like for no real reason. Um but in the um but if they were to like mellow out the cursing and spread it throughout the game instead of because here's the big thing is that I can remember specifically when certain characters swear because it's so sparse shadow curses like throughout the entire game he says damn almost all the time but with sonic knuckles and espio i can remember specifically when they curse because it happens so rarely sonic says damn on lethal highway if you fail the mission knuckles says damn when you get to the tornado part of uh, i believe it's called wild canyon no not wild canyon uh gulch canyon or something like that it's the ruins mission not the one where they're floating in the air. The one where they're still on the ground. Um, Knuckles curses when you get to the tornado. Um, Espio curses at the end of Mad Matrix. Um, when you have to fight Eggman. So I remember all of them because it's so sparse. It feels very immature. But however, if you were to sprinkle them throughout the campaign, it would feel more mature. I'm a, I'm a big fan of like you know using swear words in appropriate manners. Because it can, you can really enhance the character. You can enhance the, the stakes and the dialogue and all of that through swear words. I love swear words. I mean, have you read my first book? There's a lot of swear words in my first book. Another thing that really bothers me is that... Um, not so much this game, but this game reminded me... Or, or doing some research on this game reminded me of how I miss the the storytelling of old sonic games was it perfect hell no <laughs> but it was it was more so about having a, a consistent hard canon that was more concerned with telling an interconnected story cuz what what i like to call sonic adventure 2 sonic heroes and shadow the hedgehog i like to call that the shadow trilogy because shadow story starts in sonic adventure 2 is brought up in Sonic Heroes, and then Shadow the Hedgehog caps it all off, right? After the after Shadow the Hedgehog, we don't get any more of Shadow's story. You know, Shadow's kind of, you know, done for after that, you know? He doesn't really have much to do. As I've said before in one of these episodes, I've said that a lot of Sonic characters don't have much to do after a while, and that's this is a byproduct of that, you know? Or rather, that is a result of not having the storytelling that was in Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Heroes, and Shadow the Hedgehog. Right? The fact that you're not writing stories with these characters, putting them in situations that would be interesting. Um, you're more so just telling one-off stories with gimmicks, you know? Like, Sonic Sonic Colors is like, oh, you got the Wisps, so Sonic can turn into a... a, a a drill or a tornado or a laser or something or a balloon or a box or something like that and the story is just an excuse to have these gimmicks then you got um what's the gimmick about that Sonic Generations um the gimmick being that it's Sonic what was that that was Sonic's 25th anniversary or 30th anniversary I believe one of those and you know you want to bring back you know all these old stages so what do you do you make a story where there's this time eater that eats everything and Sonic has to go back to his past and play through the stages and stuff. Right? But these are not character-driven stories. These are plot-driven stories. Sonic Forces, they wanted to have a create a character system. Right? So what do you do? You have a story that gives us an excuse to not have Sonic through half of it. And these stories are not based on the characters. They're not based around the characters. They're based around Plot lines. They're based around the gimmick. And while Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Heroes, and Shadow the Hedgehog all had gimmicks, they were more concerned with telling stories about the characters. With Sonic Adventure 2, you have. Who is backing up a truck right now? Hello? Okay. Um. In Sonic Adventure 2, you know, it's a very character-driven story. You got six characters, and they all have, you know, I won't say they have character development, but they all have their own characters, their own, you know, incentive for doing things. They have their own, you know, motives. You know, Rouge is a government spy. Eggman wants to take over the world. Shadow wants to avenge Maria. Sonic wants to save the world. Knuckles wants to get all the pieces of the Master Emerald, and Tails wants to help Sonic. You know? Each of those characters have a reason for being in the plot. Sonic Heroes... It's as, as in cra- as crazy as that game is in terms of the plot and how many characters there are, you would be surprised how many characters have different motives. Sonic's team wants to stop Eggman from taking over the world. Shadow wants to get answers about his past because he forgot everything. Rouge is on you know, she's still the government spy, so she's trying to spy on Eggman. Omega wants to kill Eggman, simple enough. Amy wants to help Cream, and Cream wants to find Chikola, which is K- Cheese's brother or something like that. Big wants to help Amy and Cream, and then Team Chaotix. All three of them—they they got paid to you know do some stuff for their client, right? So everyone has a motive, and then and then Metal Sonic. Metal Sonic has a motive because he wants to prove that to Sonic that he is the real Sonic, right? So all these characters have motives, one way or another. Are they incredibly nuanced? No. I mean, it's a freaking Sonic game. What do you expect? But, you know, all these characters have motives. Shadow the Hedgehog. I mean, the characters don't necessarily have separate motives, but Shadow has a motive. I'll say each faction has a motive. Eggman wants to take over the world, of course. Black Arms wants to take over the world for a different reason, as you find out in the last story. Um, The Gun Commander wants to stop Shadow. You know, he wants to stop Shadow and the Black Arms because he finds Shadow disgusting because he, he blames Shadow for Maria's death, which is ridiculous if you knew anything about anything. And then Sonic's team is trying to stop everyone from destroying each other. While Shadow just like, well, it depends on what you, you know, what you choose to do because they have branching plot lines, which is always fun to work with. <laughs> um... Shadow is either trying to help the Black Arms so that he can get secrets to his past, he's trying to help Sonic to stop the Black Arms, or he just wants the seven Chaos Emeralds and he doesn't want to be bothered with anybody. There's a lot of pepper in that. Um, so yeah, it, it, these games actually have a surprising amount of like you know character-driven content in them while the new games is just like we got to stop eggman 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 and infinite what happened to the character writing dude it's not it wasn't great perfect character writing or anything like that but it was character writing you know surprisingly in the credit sequence the final credit sequence of sonic adventure 2 after you defeat the bio lizard and shadow quote unquote dies allegedly um the characters have a surprising amount of introspection when talking about uh, Shadow's death. Like Eggman wonders if, like Eggman, Eggman like has a surprisingly, a surprisingly introspective line where he talks about his grandfather's work and he begins to question everything his grandfather even worked on. And. You miss stuff like that in the newer games because the newer games are more concerned with being funny and, and, you know, obsessed with memes and stuff. Um. So, yeah, I, I miss that kind of storytelling. And this is a little embarrassing to admit, but the original concept of Blur Havoc, Blur, Blur Havoc, the original concept of Blur Havoc was based off of Sonic like Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Heroes, Shadow the Hedgehog, you know, the original concept of having a hard canon where if you jump in the middle of the game, like in the middle of the games, like for me, my first 3D Sonic game was Sonic Heroes. So I was reading the manual and it said, you know, something about Shadow dying at the Space Colony arc, And I'm like, what the fuck is a Space Colony arc? What is that? So then I went back and played Sonic Adventure 2 and I saw Shadow's death scene and I was like, "Oh, that explains that." Now you don't really get that in Sonic games where like you you lose nothing from skipping a Sonic game in terms of the story. Right? So I I miss that kind of storytelling. Now with Shadow the Hedgehog itself, there's a few miss there's a few um missed opportunities if you ask me um and this this more so has to do with the fact that the dialogue is written in japan and the american you know dubbing team has to like dub over it which can lead to some really gnarmy um takes and some gnarmy dialogue um and the plot itself is still batshit insane like uh, the fact that Shadow is technically half alien, because he was created by by Black Doom and Gerald Robotnik working together. Black Doom's bud is in Shadow, so Shadow is technically half alien. Um, which is absolutely insane. Um, which now that I think about it, before Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, there weren't really aliens in Sonic. Now that I think about it. There weren't aliens in Sonic. It's kind of weird. But um, another thing is that the. I feel like there were there were a lot of missed missed opportunities for Shadow to have more introspection. He has like a few scenes where there's some introspection, like the aforementioned scene where he's walking through the the forest and he's wondering what's going on with him and the beginning of the game, where he's like, I shouldn't even help these humans, they're disgusting, you know, stuff like that, but, um, I don't think I've done this episode yet, but we would very much be, we would very much appreciate it more if we knew what Shadow was thinking throughout a lot of this, I mean, you do end up learning a lot about what Shadow is thinking about because, of course, you spend 100% of your time playing as him in this game. So, you know, you do get some of his thoughts. Where he's like, am I... Like, the scene where he comes across Eggman's army of Shadow androids, and he wonders, is he an android too? Which Which is a pretty interesting scene, actually. It makes you wonder, is Shadow an android? How did I rip the wrapper of this cigar? What did I do? I don't know what I did, but... Um, but yeah, it, we would, we would benefit more from like, you know, not only him, well, let, let me backtrack that a little bit. I won't say that the game has an issue with us knowing what Shadow is thinking, more so having characters bounce back and forth with him. Because of the nature of the branching path, like storyline thing, you don't really get scenes where the characters like get to talk to Shadow about what he's feeling. You know, we don't get any perspective from Sonic, Rouge, Amy, Knuckles, Espio, Vector, Eggman. You know, well, we get some from Eggman, you know. Where Eggman, like, you know, like, just tries to screw with Shadow. Like, yeah, you're damn right, you're an android, you little loser, you know. But, uh, but from the rest of the main Sonic team, um... We don't really get any back and forth between him and, you know, we don't get any conflict or back and forth between them. There's a lot of, like, missed opportunities, like, where, you know, I don't know what they were working with back then. But, like, maybe a cutscene where, like, you know, Sonic gives you a what-the-hell player moment where he's like, Dude, you're, you're helping the bad guys take over Earth. What are you doing? And then we could hear Shadow's point of view where it's like, I'm doing this because blah, blah, blah. But most of the time, you get those moments towards the end of each playthrough where Sonic is, or whoever you defeated is like, why are you doing this? And then Shadow will go into a monologue explaining why he's doing it. But even then, these monologues don't actually, like, these monologues don't make sense in certain playthroughs, right? Right? Especially when you do a whole hero playthrough, but in the end, like for the final mission, you just decide, hey, that blue hedgehog, fuck that dude. I'm going to be a bad guy. And then Sonic actually does call you out and he's like, yo, what the hell was this? Yo, what are you doing? And then Shadow's like, I'm not even against, uh," he's like, I'm not even with the black arms. I'm just against who, I'm just with whoever you're against. And it's just like, that is, that is so juvenile. That is so juvenile. Who wrote this? For Shadow to just go like, I'm not even with the bad guys. I'm just against you, you dumb ass. That, you didn't see the face I just made when I, when I said that out loud. Like, it didn't make any sense. And yes, that is actually a justification for Shadow's actions. Like, in one of the endings where you defeat Sonic. He's just like, yeah, I just don't like you and I just want to be against you. So So yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And then there's some of them where Egg, where Shadow just kills Eggman and it's like, dude, why would you do that? He could like interrogate him. Interrogate him and you could find you could find more stuff. Don't kill him, you moron. <laughs> but a lot of these a lot of these um a lot of these endings are non-canon anyway. There's like one pathway that's like, that's that's been found that's the most likely to be canon, um, and it's not one where you fight Sonic. I can tell you that much. That's another that's another missed point, a missed opportunity is have more boss fights against other Sonic characters, because most of the boss fights are either versus Eggman robots, like you got the Egg Knight, or you got a gun. Robot, like uh, the Mad Dog. Not Mad Dog. That's from Sonic Adventure 2. You got the uh, the Blue Falcon and the Black Bull, which are F-Zero references, which is hilarious. Um, or you got a Black Arms monster, like the Black Bull. Is it the Black Bull? No. Wait. Shit. The Blue Falcon is for gun, and then the Black Bull is for Black Arms. So you got the Blue Falcon for gun black arms for I mean black bull for black arms and then you got egg knight for Eggman for the three factions and those are only those are really the only like mid playthrough bosses you're ever gonna fight not even really that they, they are the only mid playthrough bosses you'll fight but it, we would have I would have loved to see in retrospect I would have loved to see a boss fight where you fight like team Chaotix, or you fight knuckles and tails or something like that you know or you fight Omega or something like that you know that I feel like that's a missed opportunity because we got we got you know character on character fights in Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Heroes so it's kind of a missed point I mean a missed opportunity to have something like that because you only ever fight Sonic you don't ever fight knuckles like if you don't like I would what I'd love to see is that if you don't help knuckles in his stage you have to fight him afterwards. But then again, this was on the gamecube, p s two and Xbox, so don't think we would have gotten that. That's a bit much. This isn't we're 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 talking about Sonic the Hedgehog, not Mass Effect, okay. <laughs> so um, anything else that I kind of wish they would have done a bit differently? Like I said, I would have preferred a teen-rated version where they were really, like... The the collar was loosened a little bit and they could have made a much more balanced, you know, story where they didn't have to focus on being as edgy as possible in these little pockets or something like that. Um, the guns are really just irrelevant, to be completely honest. Um, they kind of just... They're just there and... You can use them or not. and I mean, for the most part, you kind of have to use them in some instances. Uh, but it, I genuinely think it would have been really interesting for us to have this much more mature take on Sonic, you know? And it, it, it would have came across as a, an instance of sequel escalation where you got Sonic Adventure 2... Where it's like, you know, Sonic Adventure 2. Then you got Sonic Heroes, which is... I wouldn't say it's Sonic Adventure 3, but... You know, it follows the same continuity. And then you got Shadow the Hedgehog, which is the darkest and the final chapter of this trilogy. So, of course, you know, you'd get Escalation. You'd get characters, you know, stakes are higher. And characters are more stressed out. So... My dog is something else. So you'd get, like... You know, a bit of escalation. Characters are stressed out. So it'd be natural for characters to swear in a situation like this. Where you've got aliens falling out of the fucking sky. And then in all of this, right? But another that reminds me. Another thing that I really liked was that the intro movie is way different from all the other intro movies after this game. Because the intro movie for Shadow the Hedgehog has a few things that are very interesting. One of the first things that's interesting is that um, when you look at gun, right, Gun was first introduced in Sonic Adventure 2 as a government agency, right? Um, in the first in the first appearance, they didn't have any human you know enemies you fought. They had the, all these robots. they had floating robots, like they had walkers, they had you know um, humanoid robots and stuff. So you didn't really fight any humans on foot. Because the world wasn't necessarily in a bad place at the time. They just had these robots. To show you how bad the Black Arms invasion is. In Shadow the Hedgehog. Gun are now not only using robots. They, are, they have boots on the ground. They have human soldiers on the ground. To show you how bad it is. Because they got a whole, they have a whole robot army. It must be really bad if Gunn has to send out their human troops. That kind of that kind of stuff is missing from newer Sonic games. Where characters' actions and factions' actions say so much more about the situation. And now we're missing stuff like that. Another thing, another shot, the Space Colony arc um, is firing again. What does that mean? It means that there are Chaos Emeralds in the Space Colony Ark. If it's firing again, there has to be Chaos Emeralds in there for it to fire. What does that mean? Who's controlling it? You know? Then you got Eggman and he's got his upgraded forces from Sonic Heroes. Why I say they are upgraded? Because all of... here's, Here's the thing. Here's how you know I'm paying attention. Before Sonic Heroes... All, almost all of Eggman's forces could be destroyed in one hit. Sonic Heroes was the first Sonic game, or at least the very first uh, the very first three d Sonic game where hitting one of Eggman's robots one time did not kill it. You had to hit most of Eggman's robots like twice in Sonic Heroes for them to blow up. So, yeah, the orange Eggman robots look kind of dinky but they're stronger they are objectively stronger than all of his robots before that so now you've got eggman's upgraded forces in the mix and then you got sonic sonic for the first time is all of his animal anthropomorphic friends are all under a united flag they're all on the same team which has never happened before this shows you how insane this entire situation is. Then you got these aliens—the first time aliens have ever been in a Sonic game—and and that intro really shows you how butt fucking insane this situation is. All the factions are showing you how this, the, the the stakes are are the highest they've ever been at this moment. And now, now you just got you got. Baldy Mcnose hair, is the is the level of writing we get now. As I've said before, is it perfect? No. Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Heroes, and Shadow the Hedgehog are not perfectly written. There are plot holes. There are. But what I do, what I appreciate the most about Sonic, the the Shadow trilogy as I call it, is that there's a hard canon, that you know, the games expect you. To either go back and play the other game. So you can understand what's going on. Or you know go find out what happened. They don't expect you to like. They they don't baby you. And they don't go like oh here's a new adventure. And the last one doesn't matter. Which is what they've been doing since Sonic Unleashed. It's just new adventure. Where the last game didn't happen. The closest we've gotten to. The level of. Uh canon that we got in the shadow trilogy was sonic colors into sonic generations where the ending of sonic colors actually leads to eggman finding the power that he gets in sonic generations which is you know that's fair but then after that it's just dropped again and it's just like well okay there it is all right okay so yeah I I do genuinely miss that kind of writing because, like I said, that's the writing that inspired Blur Havoc. You know, to have hard canon that I'm expecting the readers to go back and read the other books if you haven't, because I'm not going to baby you. I do, here's my thing I do believe that you should do your best to remind the reader of events, but don't, oops, but don't go over the entire blow by blow. And explained what happened word for word. They need to go back and read it themselves. They need to go back and experience it themselves. So yeah. It, it, the older Sonic games didn't baby the, the player. Like they do now. Because Sonic used to be a game. that uh, The Sonic games used to be a kids game. But now they're just games for kids. You, you know what the difference in that is? We could make an entire episode on that concept. But. The, the short of it is, the, the crash course of it is, is that a ga- a kid's game, or rather, let me word this differently. The older Sonic games before, like, Sonic Unleashed were games suitable for kids. The games from Sonic Leash Unleashed afterwards were games for kids. The difference is that the games suitable for kids are games that have content that you know is suitable for children to experience it doesn't have you know it doesn't have grown people fucking or anything like that it doesn't have you know people's heads exploding when they get shot it doesn't have you know meanie no no bad bad words um but at the same time it doesn't you know put the kids gloves on and go like haha he didn't die he um he just fell and he's gonna wake up later no nah, they don't do that if a character died in an old Sonic game they died okay shadow died in sonic adventure 2 until they retconned that and then gerald robotnik was killed by a firing squad which was metal as hell and i cannot believe that got away they got away with that that game is full of stuff that they got away with for an e-rated game that game should not have been rated e and they changed it when they re-released it they made it e10 when they re-released it because it's a game suitable for children but it doesn't treat kids like morons then Shadow of the Hedgehog Sonic Heroes is kind of a kids game but um Shadow of the Hedgehog is a game that's quote unquote suitable for kids with the E10 rating but you got stuff like Shadow killing Eggman in one ending you know Shadow unambiguously killing aliens and knocking humans you know breaking their bones and stuff um so it's a game that you know it doesn't treat kids like morons but at the same time it still has content that is rather suitable for that age group so i miss games like that i miss content like that in general movies video games tv shows stuff that's suitable for kids but stuff that you know doesn't treat kids like morons stuff like stuff like teen titans i miss stuff like that you know not going to get into a whole tangent about that but i miss stuff like that that you know treated kids like they were humans that could learn they could, like, understand more... Dark... Like, darker topics. They could understand that stuff. Like, the, the episode of Teen Titan where Robin was hallucinating that Slade was still alive. Darkest episode of any cartoon I've ever seen as a child. But I'm glad that they didn't hold the... They didn't keep, you know, keep the kid gloves on. So, we need to get back to that. You know, in terms of kids' entertainment. Which if I ever do make children's content, content suitable for children, it will be content suitable for children, but it will be written as if they are adults, you know, I won't treat them like kids, I won't treat them like they're stupid, I miss how Sonic games used to have that kind of content in them, so yeah, that's my spill on Shadow the Hedgehog, that's my retrospective a little bit, I'm not doing a blow-by-blow in this or anything like that, but that's just how i feel about the game as an adult as a a, um an adult with an actual functioning brain and isn't stupid like a child what like the child that i was specifically i was a freaking moron when i was a child but yeah that's what i see as an adult so yeah that's gonna wrap it up for me um Expect more episodes like this where I do retrospectives. Expect one with Sonic Adventure 2 because I just recently played that game and beat it in two sittings, so expect that um, at some point. I don't know if it's going to be in this season, next season, who knows. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm going to finish off this cigar and then head to the gym. So my name is Alistair Haken, and this has been the Blur Havoc Podcast. I will see you sexy people if you're over the age of 18 another day see you later thank you for listening to the blur havoc podcast purchase the blur havoc book series on amazon kindle or paperback today